0: Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Hallelujah, Amen Ladies and gentlemen, quick question How many people love God? You really, really love God. Listen to the word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 11 from verse 22 in the New Living Translation. It says, be careful to obey all these commands I'm giving you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. Then the Lord will drive out all the nations ahead of you. Though they are much greater and stronger than you, and you will take over their land. Wherever you set foot, that land will be yours. Your frontiers will stretch from the wilderness in the south to Lebanon in the north, and from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you, for the Lord your God will cause the people to fear and dread you, as he promised. Wherever you go, in the whole of the land. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. Your word is light. Father, establish all that you've purposed for today in our hearts, O God, in our lives everlasting, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. So you know the story, ladies and gentlemen. After 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, because of their disobedience, and it's important we note this, They spent 40 years, the children of Israel, in the wilderness because they disobeyed God. They did not walk in line with the plans and purposes of God. And now, after 40 years, they were getting ready to go into the promised land, and Moses gives them this instruction. In fact, if you read the book of Deuteronomy, he reiterates it about four or five times. Deuteronomy 30, Deuteronomy 8. He says, listen carefully. He says... If you will obey these commands I'm giving you, show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways. The Amplified of verse 22 says, For if you are careful to keep all this commandment which I'm commanding you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk, that is, to live each and every day in all his ways and to hold tightly to him, then the Lord will do all the things that he purposed for you. Do you know, I, I am so certain in my spirit, ladies and gentlemen, I am so certain that we're about to enter into a new phase in God. We're about to enter a new dimension, the best days and the best years of our lives. Because, you know, a lot is happening. There's a lot of darkness. But how many know that it's in the midst of darkness that the light of God will shine brightest? For the people of God, ladies and gentlemen, for those who hear my voice or the the voice of God, we are about to enter into the best days and years of our lives. But, somebody say but. God says, if you will, obey me and walk in my ways. It's been the precondition all the years and all the days of the Bible. It requires, ladies and gentlemen, that we do a course correction. And I'm speaking to myself as I'm speaking to you. It requires that that we align ourselves with the way of God. That's what what Moses was saying. For these 40 years, the reason why you were wandering around in the wilderness is because your ways did not align with the ways of God. You were going in one direction, God wanted you to go in another direction. But he says, if you will walk in the ways of God. And the the title of today's discussion is Walk the Talk. You know why? Because we talk a lot about the things of God, but we seldom walk in the ways of God. We talk a lot. We say we're Christians. We say all the nice things. We know all the things to say, ladies and gentlemen, but we don't walk the walk. And God is challenging you and I in this season, if we're going to enter into God's plans and purposes, you and I need to start to align ourselves, realign ourselves so that we're walking in the ways of God. You know, a person's ways are the things that are peculiar to their nature, the the things that they're known for. It's the way they think, the way they do things, and the way they behave. And to walk in God's ways means that we're pursuing a course of action that is similar to what God wants. We're thinking the way God wants. We're doing things that God wants. It's as simple as that to walk in His ways. And for every single one of us, ladies and gentlemen, this is critical at this point in time. You know, Moses, Moses understood. Remember, he was the one giving them the instructions, he understood that's why in exodus you know the 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 story in exodus chapter 33 verse 16 this is what moses says to god god says okay get up you're the one you're uh, you're going to lead these people into the promised land listen to what he says in verse 13 of exodus 33 verse is it 13 or 16 13 it's 13 He says if it is true that you look favorably on me let me know your ways so i may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor and remember that this nation is your very own people he knew why the children of israel went wh- wh- um, got it wrong in the first place it was because they were not interested in god's ways they were interested in their ways they were the children of god but they were not working with god moses says You know, I understand that to enter into your promises, I need to know your ways so that I can walk in your ways. He says, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. The challenge, ladies and gentlemen, is that if we're truthful to ourselves, we want the best of God, but we're not careful to walk in the ways of God. And you know to walk in God's God's ways requires that we understand the way he thinks understand what he wants not what you want not what I want and then we can start to challenge ourselves to walk in his ways you know I, I was when I was prepared I came across this scripture we, we talked about it a few weeks ago if you remember in Matthew chapter 16 Remember the story when Jesus is walking with the disciples, and then he says, uh, who do men say that I am? And um, they said, um, Elijah, Jeremiah, and then says, who do you say that I am? And then Peter says, you are the Lord, the Messiah, the Christ. Jesus applauds him and says, well done, Peter. I know that this did not come from your own mind. It must have been my my God, my Father, that revealed this to you. So he applauded Peter and said, upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The next minute, (laughs) from from verse 21, he says, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly, That it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Verse 22. But Peter, the same Peter, who confessed the revelation knowledge of who God is, who Jesus is. He says, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. One translation says, a stumbling block. Why? He says, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's viewpoint. And that's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. If we're to walk with God, if we're to walk with God into God's plans and purposes, we must have God's viewpoint not our human viewpoint. The children of Israel, the challenge was that they they saw things from their perspective. What they wanted was what mattered to them, not what God wanted. And today, ladies and gentlemen, God is challenging you and I. Jesus says, you're a stumbling block. You know, I pray that my life will not be a stumbling block for everything God wants to do in my life. Can you say that prayer for yourself, ladies and gentlemen? That your life will, nothing in your life will constitute a stumbling block for what God wants you to do. It's interesting. Even Paul, the noted apostle, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, it says so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view listen to this it says at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view how differently we know him now the message translation says because of this decision we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look we looked at the Messiah that way once, and got it all wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say to you, there are many people that call themselves Christians, but their view of God is all wrong. And if your view of God is wrong, you can't walk appropriately with God. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. And that's what God is challenging us. If we're going to walk with him, we must see things from his point of view. We must understand his ways so that we can walk in his ways. The human viewpoint, ladies and gentlemen, has always been the challenge. Do you know that many of us, we evaluate God the way we evaluate human beings? By perception. By our perspective. Not understanding or recognizing that our perspective is very limited. And you know, I remember, I remember I was teaching at a, at a seminar, it was um, one organized by the Christian Mentoring Organization, and um, I was teaching about mentoring. And I'll never forget um, one Saturday session. Um, everybody was around and I started the session by asking people to introduce themselves. And you know, each person said, um, I'm Bola, and then I'll say, hi Bola. And then somebody says, I'm Denrele. And I said, hi, Riley. And then somebody says, um, I'm Adeshola. And you know, they were going around. And then there was this guy who was sitting there. And then he said his name, I can't remember his name, but let's just say Tayo, for example. Um, he says, I'm Adetayo. And I said, hi, Tayo. He said, I'm Adetayo. You know, he just backed at me. And I was wondering, ah, what, what did I do wrong? You know, it's a, but anyway, I, I kind of ignored and, and continued talking. And then I started to talk about the challenges in working together as human beings. And I said, one of the biggest challenges of our human interaction, guess what, is that we evaluate each other by perception. We look and see, and you know, we make assumptions based on what we see. So when I said that, this guy put up his hand, and I was wondering, what have I said wrong now? This guy that backed at me. He said, sir, I have a confession. I said, what? He said, I just feel I need to confess. I said, what? He said, I just wanted to tell you that I've always hated you. Oh, thank you for saying her. The same way you said "ha" was the same way everybody said in in the class. So I thought, I'd never seen this guy before, by the way. Never, never. So I said, do you mind telling me what it is that I've done wrong? He said, well, I've been watching you for the last three or four years. Listen. And I, I always thought you were a proud person. I said, watching me where? He said, he's been seeing me on the Festival of Life stage. Seeing me on the stage for three four years. And he concluded that... And then to make matters worse listen to what he said he said the day before when my wife was taking one of the sessions and he found out that she was my wife he thought how can such a gentle woman like this can you see he finished me completely just by looking at me ladies and gentlemen we're laughing but do you know that we evaluate God by perception, instead of by true knowledge of God. And then we evaluate God by our perspective, our limited, you know, know, your perspective is usually informed by your experiences, you know, so you've had a bad experience, guess what, you evaluate God similarly. I'm sure you've come across people who say things like, I'm angry with God, I'm thinking, angry. (laughs) Oh, Father. Moses said, Show me your ways so that I can know you and then I can walk with you. You can't walk with someone that you do not know, ladies and gentlemen. And today, God is challenging you and I. Listen to this, this, this cry by David Psalm 86, verse 11. He says, This is David's prayer. He says, Teach me your ways, O Lord. That I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. That's a prayer you and I should pray, ladies and gentlemen, all the time. Teach me your ways, O God, so I don't go adrift. Do you know that we can spend the entirety of our Christian walk going in one direction and God is going in another direction? May that never be our portion. That's what got the children of Israel into, into trouble. And all the time, God kept wanting to bring them back to the place of his plans and purposes. I pray, ladies and gentlemen, for you and I, that in this season, God will align us with his ways so that we can walk with him Amen. It's time to start to see God for who he really is and intentionally begin walking in his ways. If we don't do that, we risk either taking God for granted or missing the plans and purposes of God completely. So this morning I just wanted to present to you some, not all, some of the ways of God. God says the Bible says that if you walk in his ways, then he will do the things that he's purposed to do in our, in, in our lives. If God is not doing it's likely because we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And as I go through, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to just do a check, you know, do a positional check. Alignment is to correct your position. Do a positional check and ask yourself, have I been walking in this way or not? Five things we'll go through very quickly. How many people were at fresh fire this morning? How many people were at fresh fire? Please, I beg of you, if, I, if we can remove the pulpit, I'll kneel down for everybody. I beg of you, if you can, if you can, come for fresh fire, if you can. Because God is certainly doing something in our midst. And a lot of it is cost correction. A lot of it is get, helping us to get his mindset. A lot of it is putting his fire in us again, reigniting his fire so that we can walk in his ways. And this morning, I kid you not, was awesome. Awesome. Please appreciate the gift in Pastor Foukei Akimboro As in absolutely awesome. We must walk the talk, what we say as Christians. Because that's the only way to make sure that we align ourselves with God's plans and purpose. Number one, ladies and gentlemen. The ways of God, number one. The number one way of God is that God is holy, holy. And that's what we prayed in the morning. That's what Funke led us to pray in the morning. That God is holy. You better understand it. If you don't understand it then you will miss God's plans and purposes because you cannot walk with God if you're not walking in holiness. It's the way that he is. Remember a person's ways are his nature, his character. Two people cannot walk together if they're not agreed. That's what the Bible says. That God is a holy God, and what he requires is that you and I walk in holiness. 1st Peter 1st Peter chapter Let me find the scripture. 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 14. It says, "So you must live as God's obedient children don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires you didn't know any better then. I'm reading the New Living Translation but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who chose you is holy for the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy it's a word of God it's the way of God. God says, I'm holy. If you're going to walk with me, you better align yourself to holiness. It's, 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 it's not rocket science. So, many of us come to church, we pray, we fast, we sing, we worship, and we're believing God for things, but ladies and gentlemen, if your life is not walking in the path of holiness, forget it. You're already going adrift. First Thessalonians Chapter 4, let me find it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, in the New Living Translation, says finally, in fact, the, the, the title of that scripture says, live to please God. It says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, by God's grace, and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will, God's will, God's will. This is God's will. It says God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Verse 7. Let me jump to verse 7. It says, for God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness. And this is the Amplified. It says, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or in private. Let me read that again. For God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness. To be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or in private. You know, when the children of Israel were about to go into the promised land, remember this injunction that Moses gave. He says, walk in the ways of God so that you can enjoy the the things of God. One of the things he he said to them is, when you get into the promised land, be careful. Don't copy the ways of the people. In the same way that, ladies and gentlemen, we walk in very, very difficult times, evil times, wicked times. Holiness is a recognition that God has called you not to conform to the ways of the world. Number two, the ways of God. Walking the talk, walking in the ways of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I asked you a question at the beginning. I'm going to ask you the question again. Please answer sincerely. How many people love God? Really love God. Amen. How many know that God is love? Okay. Pastor Bajou preached it two, two weeks or so ago. God is love, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means? It means that everything God does is motivated by love. And please understand it. Everything God does, whether you understand it or not, it is motivated by love. Guess what? God says, the same way that I am, I want you to be. That's what it means by walking in the ways of God. God is saying, okay, I'm holy. I need you to be holy. I am love. I need you to walk in love. And, guys, if we're truthful to ourselves, that's why I said there's a lot of course correction that you and I must do. We say these things, but we don't do them. We know it, but we don't work it. 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God. All who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Romans chapter 12, 9 to 10, it says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. We know it. We've read the scriptures, but we don't walk it. The challenge is, Will we walk with God? He says, walk in his ways. This is the way of God. Number three. God is holy. To walk with God means we walk in holiness. We're careful what we're doing. Because we're set apart from, 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 from the things of the world. God is love. Everything that you do. In fact, can, can, I, can, I, can I challenge you with this, with this thought? For the next one week... For the next one week. Can you practice this thing? That everything that you do. Let it be motivated by love. Can you try it for one week? Just try it for one week. Everything that you do. The things you say. The actions you take. Your attitude towards Let it be motivated by God. That is what it means by walking with God. Try it for one week. Number three. The Bible says... Let me read it the way the Bible says it in Psalm 103, verses 8 to 10. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us. This is describing the ways of God, the ways of God. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins, he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. You know what the, the, the scriptures are describing? The mercy of God. You know, the way of God is a way of mercy. God always wants to have mercy. You know, talking about understanding the ways of God, there's, there's a, a young lady that I'm mentoring, and we were talking, you know, she, she'd been mourning about a number of things, and then she said to me, she said to me, um, said, uh, you know, Pastor, I, 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 don't, I don't really understand, you know, God. Um, she said, um, you know, when I read the Bible, all I see is judgment, judgment. You know, God is saying, I will punish you for this, I will punish you for that. And that this God seems like a very harsh God. Have you felt like that sometimes when you read the Bible? Have you felt like that sometimes? Go and read the Bible again. Because every time God threatens his judgment, at the end, he always comes back and says, but if you will return, I will have mercy. The heart and nature of God is always to have mercy on you and I, ladies and gentlemen. It is the way of God. It's the nature of God. Guess what? He wants you and I to be merciful too. He wants you and I to walk in the ways of mercy. What a challenge, ladies and gentlemen, because the uh, ways of human interaction are far from the merciful. Far. If somebody does something wrong to you, what's your immediate reaction? I must get them back. Am I am I telling the truth? Why are you guys quiet? I'll, ne- I'll never forget. I was driving to church. I was driving to church one day and um, just coming down the M1 to to, you know coming down the M1 you're coming into the into the roundabout and then there was this other car that was coming uh, from from the right hand side and as I turned you know the guy just did some some funny thing and you know just drove across me and I thought what's wrong with this guy do you know for an instant I wanted to turn my I was coming to church I wanted to turn back and follow him to 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 tell him that he must be mad or something that's the way of the human viewpoint somebody does something you must judge them for it but it's not the way of God my brothers and my sisters he challenges us to walk in mercy Micah chapter 6 verses 6 to 8 let me read this is the children of God They were, you know, they knew that they'd sinned, they'd done something wrong, and then they were saying, what can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God most high with offerings of yearling cows? Should we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? The answer, no, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. The message translation of verse 8 says, But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple, the Bible says. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. It's a way of God. And he wants us to walk in that way. Number four, following on from what we just read in Micah. The way of God is the way of humility. Every time I think about Jesus, I am telling you it messes me up. It messes me up every time. That God, the one who created you and I, the one who created the universe, the one that the Bible says that we are like grasshoppers, not, not grasshoppers, well, like blades of grass, the one who created the mountains and the oceans, the one who, who, who the Bible says that he, the, 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 the earth is like his footstool. He decided to come down to the earth to be like you and I, to walk with you and I. Do you know what it took God to come to earth to walk with you? The Bible says it was incredible humility. It messes me up each time I think about it. What it took for God to come. And then not only did he come as a human being, the Bible says he then humbled himself. Oh, you know, I say to people, oh my God, you know, I, I, I say to people, Every time I read those scriptures, you know, when the, the from, from the, the Garden of Gethsemane um, to when he went to the high priest's um, high priest uh, house and, and they were questioning him, every time I read those scriptures when he says and they slapped him, and, and you know they they, they 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 knocked his head. Do you know it sends shivers down my spine? I'm thinking, God, God, God. He allowed you and I to treat him that way. You know what he says? He says, let that same mindset be in you. That's the way of God. Everything that that Jesus did when he walked on, on the face of the earth, believe me, was exemplified by humility. And he says, let the same mindset be in you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says, do nothing from selfishness. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, be neither arrogant nor self-righteous. Regard others as more important than yourselves. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had, though he was God. It's a way of God. And you know why one is elaborating these things? Is that if we're truthful to ourselves, and that's why I said for each thing we talk about, just do a check and say, to what extent am I walking in this way? I say to myself all the time, Lord, I don't see myself, but you see me. Have you ever heard people say things like, I'm not a proud person. Have you heard people say that? I'm not a proud person. The moment you say I'm not a proud person, you really are a proud person. May God teach us the ways of humility. Number five. And I'll end with this. God's ways, the ways of holiness, the way of love, the way of mercy, the way of humility, and then the way of purpose. Everything God does is always to accomplish God's purpose. Everything. And if you and I are going to walk with God, we must have that God perspective. Everything. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? You're going through challenging times. What you should be asking, what we should be asking ourselves is, remember, Jesus says, don't evaluate God. Don't evaluate Jesus from a human point of view. The human point of view is you're wondering what's gone wrong. Why is God treating me like this? What did I do? And all that. That's a human point of view. The God point of view is to always think God has a purpose for everything. What is God's purpose in this? Everything the Bible tells us works ultimately to accomplish God's purpose. Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. In the Amplified, it says, "And we know with great confidence that God. Let me read this slowly. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called." according to his plan and his purpose amen and you know to walk with god with that mindset of god's purpose requires that you and I trust him absolutely isaiah chapter isaiah chapter 55 i think it is 55 let me find isaiah 55 it says my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the lord And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth they cause the grain to grow producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry verse 11 it is the same with my word i send it out and it always produces fruit it will accomplish all I want it to do. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. To walk with God, ladies and gentlemen, requires that we trust God implicitly... Im, blah, 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 what's, what's it? What's the, what, how did you say it? Im, okay, that word. <laughs> that we trust Him. Im, that we trust Him and cling to Him. You know, I was thinking we're coming this morning that there's something in my house that is a big bone between my wife and i it has caused contention many times but by god's grace it has not pulled us apart do you know what that thing is it is a, a gadget in the car called sat every time we're driving together something always happens that almost triggers a a quarrel or something. And it's it's this simple. So the way that I am, I like to see where I'm going. I like to know where I'm going. So you put on the sat-nav, and then you get into some traffic. And I'm thinking, if you knew that there was traffic, why didn't you take us in another way? And then my wife will say, "Be patient. They know what they're doing. They've seen the end." But you see, I can't see, but they've seen. It drives me mad. And then the one that, that really does my head is, you know, we're driving, and then you know, I like to hear, I like to hear the lady talk, you know, in one thousand yards, in, you know, turn left. In another, I, you know, I like to hear them talk, you know, because I like to know where I'm going. And then you know, we're going, and then I haven't heard her say anything for a while, and then I I say, ah, they're not talking. My wife will say, if they're not talking, it means there's nothing to do. Just go on. (laughs) If you don't see, and if you don't hear, just go on. Because God is always working your life together for your good. Always for your good. That's his plan. And guess what? You know, in our foolishness, and I do this all the time, God forgive me. Because, you know, and, and part of the reason, let me confess, my wife, let me confess, part of the reason is that I, I don't want to make certain of God in my life. Yeah? But, but you know, she says, they, they always know what they're doing, they're correct. Do you know they're always correct? They're actually always correct. So sometimes, sometimes you know, you hit a traffic, tra- tra- traffic jam, and then you're thinking, why did they bring me this way? And then the human viewpoint in me wants to find another way. Do you know I've tried it many times? Guess what? I end up worse than where I was before. Has that happened to you before? God knows what he's doing in your life. All he's asking is walk with his purpose. Amen? In fact, I, 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 wrote, I wrote this about trust. He says to walk in God's ways is to trust completely in God. That is to rely completely on the truthfulness and accuracy of his word. Do you know the sat nav is accurate? You know why it's accurate? Because it has determined the end point from the beginning. Doesn't that remind you about God? And then he finds the best way to get there. Let me end, ladies and gentlemen. The challenge for you and I... God wants to take us into the place of his promise. God wants to do all the things that His purposed for our lives. God wants to fulfill his promises in our lives. All he's saying is walk with me. If you walk with me, then you will enjoy the best of me. The sum total of everything that I've said this afternoon boils down to that simple word, Obedience. Everything that I've talked about, ladies and gentlemen, the holiness of God, the the, the love of God, the mercy of God, the humility of God, and walking with the purpose, it all boils down to our ability to obey God. To just do what God says. That's why the the title is Walk the Talk. Don't just talk the talk. There are many things that we say that, that we're Christians, but we do not walk the walk. And that's because we do not obey the word of God. Let me tell you the story as we end. I came across a story of a 16-year-old boy. Um, True story um, in America. The 16-year-old boy was approaching his 16th birthday. So he says to his father excitedly, you know the way children do. He goes to his father and says, Father, um, you know I'm going to be 16 in a few weeks. And then the father says, "Uh, yes, I know. He says, uh, the present that I want is that I want a car <laughs> and the father looks at him and says okay you'll get a car you know when I read it in my head I thought where I come from you go and tell your father at 16 that you want a car they will turn you upside down first anyway so so he says okay you have a car he says but you have to do three things so the boy says yeah he says number one you have to get good grades because your grades have been poor. The son says, yes, I'll do it. Number two, he says, you have to read the Bible every day. Because I need you to walk with God. The boy says, yes. And then number three, he says, you must cut your hair. It's very long and unruly. So The boy says, yes. So anyway, he goes and diligently walks at his grades. And then the time comes when he's 16. He says, dad. Guess what? I've done all the things you said I should do. And he says, um, I've got good grades. So the dad says, well done. Yes, I can see you've got A's and B's. Well done, well done. And then he says, dad. And then the, the dad says, have you been reading your Bible every day? He says, yes, dad. I've been reading the Bible every day. He says, well done. That's two-thirds. And the third one, he looks at the boy, and the, the hair is still there. He has not cut his hair. So, so he says to the boy, but you haven't done the third one. The boy says, well, Dad, as I read the Bible, I saw that Jesus had long hair. And I just thought, let me be like Jesus. So the father laughs and says, Well, if you read the Bible, you'd have seen that Jesus walked everywhere that he went. So from now, you'll be walking everywhere you go. You know what he was saying? We make excuses not to be obedient to God. Not knowing that if we're not obedient, we should change ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to commit to you, or commend to you, the walk of obedience. If you walk with God, you will enjoy the best of God. Amen? Obedience says, I trust who you are and what you do. Obedience is the key that unlocks God's power. Obedience is the path to success. Obedience brings God honor and glory. And yeah, we must end. Let me read this last scripture to you. Psalm 100 and sorry, Psalm 18. I want to read it in the message translation. When I read it, it really spoke to me. God Psalm 18 verses 20 to 24 in the message translation. Have we got it? It says, God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take God for granted. Every day I review the ways he walks. I try not to miss a trick. I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. I pray that God will rewrite the book of your life. Wherever you and I have gone amiss, what God is asking is that we come in alignment and walk in God's ways. Let's bow our heads. If you're like me, Even preparing this message challenged me because I said to myself, five things, what do I score in any of those? I can tell you not very much at all. If you're like me, the prayer of my heart is Psalm 86 verse 11, Lord, teach me your ways that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Can somebody pray that prayer? Lord, teach me your ways. And the reason why we're asking that God teach us his ways is so that we can live according to his truth. Moses said, Walk in his ways, cling to him, cling to the truth of God. I guarantee you, my brothers and my sisters, all God is waiting for are people who will say, Lord. I will walk in your ways. I will live according to your truth. Let my life bring glory and honor to you. And we will see God work in our lives like never before. And even as we pray for ourselves, if there's anyone here, anyone listening to me online, anyone at the hub, and you're saying, you know, I've been challenged by this message. I want to walk with God. I recognize that it's futility to do life without God. It is the people that walk in the ways of God that enjoy the successes of God. There's no other person, no other name, no other place that guarantees success in life than in God. And if someone is here You haven't taken the first step of walking with God, which is to acknowledge him as your God. I want to invite you this morning. It's very simple. It's just to open your heart to God and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be one that that leads me in the path of life. And if you're saying that this morning, ladies and gentlemen, You want to open your heart to jesus i just want to pray for you for a minute as the rest of us continue to pray that prayer lord teach me your ways teach me your ways if there's anyone here if you're here in the auditorium you just want to raise your hand briefly once i see that hand you can put it up you're just saying lord i want to walk with you i want to get to know you i want to start a relationship with you i invite you to come into my heart if you're online you follow the prompts if you're in 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 the hub in greenwich uh, I'm sure Pastor Joseph and uh, Pastor Ken, they will guide you. But believe me, there's no other way than to walk with Jesus. So just invite him into your heart. Father Lord, we thank you for your kindness, for your love, for your mercies. We thank you for your patience towards us, O oh God. That even when we were working at cross purposes with your plans. You graciously and patiently waited for us. Your mercy, O Lord God Almighty, always brings us back to you. And Father, today we ask you, like the psalmist prays, teach us your ways, O God. Help us to live according to your truth. Grant us purity of heart. And may our lives bring honor and glory to you in Jesus' mighty name. This morning, as we prayed with Pastor Agu, he shared a scripture that I just want to commend to you. In Psalm 102 verse 13, it says, You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to be gracious and show favor to her the passion translation says i know you are about to arise and show tender love to zion now is the time lord for your compassion and mercy to be poured out the appointed time has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled i want to declare over your life that this is the season that the prophetic promises of god will be established in your life can somebody say louder amen God is waiting for you and I, ladies and gentlemen, so that he will fulfill all that he has purpose concerning you. And by the special grace of God, as he gives us the grace to walk with him, now is the appointed time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.